Hello, and welcome to Manga Splaining, the show where we recommend great manga to folks who haven't read manga before. Hosted by Deb Aoki, David Brothers, Christopher Butcher, and Chip Zdarsky. Follow along with our show notes and reading list at mangasplaining.com. This week, I'm hosting, and we are talking about Spy Family by Tatsuya Endo. It's published by Viz Media Shonen Jump. And it is, because I listened to Chip, it's, we're only talking about volume one today. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so kind. Okay, so Spy Family debuted in 2019. It's up to seven volumes in Japan. It was translated by Casey Lowe, touch-up and lettering by Rina Mappa, designed by Jimmy Pressler, the U.S. editor is Amy Yu, and the Japan editor is Shihei Lin. So to start things off, let's explain the plot. What better way to do that than to actually read the back of the book? <laughs> All right. So not one to depend on others, Twilight has his work cut out for him, procuring both a wife and a child for his mission to infiltrate an elite private school. What he doesn't know is that the wife he's chosen is an assassin. The child he's adopted is a telepath. Interestingly, at the end of the book, Tatsuya Endo's little statement is kind of similar. I'm a big fan of movies and anime where the characters are hiding who they really are. I love the tension of, will they be discovered? And the anguish of them wanting to reveal their secrets and not being able to. There isn't any of that in this manga, but I hope you'll enjoy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the Spy Family is, it's interesting because it's a Shonen Jump manga, and it's available as part of the Shonen Jump subscription, $1.99. Best deal in comics. Best deal in comics. (laughs) So you can binge away. It's also available in Jump Plus, which is the the version of Shonen Jump for the rest of the world, like in Spanish and Russian and Thai and Portuguese and Russian, you know, all that stuff. Oh, Jump Plus is a magazine. Manga oh, Plus sorry. is Mag- the other Manga, Manga Plus is that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So why did I why did I pay like ten bucks to read this on Comicsology? I'm sorry. Good question. Instead of uh, getting this this Shonen Jump two dollar thing. Maybe you shouldn't tune us out when we're talking every week about how everyone should shine up for Shonen Jump because it's two dollars <laughs> a month. I don't know. We've only said that a hundred times on here. David does a little flop sweat every time, thinking that I he's didn't. like. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize this was Shonen Jump. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should explain that. But it no. is in the weekly the Shonen Jump app subscription. It's also in the Manga Plus app, and it is originally published in Jump Plus, which is a it's published bi-weekly. It's basically the Shonen Jump digital version. Actually, David or Chris, can you kind of explain what Jump Plus is? I think that's all David, yeah. Do you remember Zuda? Like the DC <laughs> Comics webcomics initiative? <laughs> yep. uh, it's that if that Whoa. was a, a screaming success. Wow. Where basically, what like, a, they're different manga who, you know, put their stories up. You know, they go through the editorial process. Like, they're nurtured the way print creatives are for lack of a better phrase mm. yeah I and mean, then they're just serialized online like a lot of mangaka use it to do stories of varying length mm. not just like the standard 20 you know page chapters but like maybe this one's like 30 or 40 or this one's shorter yeah. that kind of thing so it's mm. pretty cool that sounds great i almost did that at dc i did a justice mm. league book that was supposed to be like digital only and then they were like oh but we can also make money doing it in print so yeah. everything ended up being the same as before, except weirdly broken up. Sounds great. Yeah, there was a point. Out. This is a small tangent, but you could tell which DC books were the digital first books because there was 
like a horizontal dividing yeah. line on every page. Yeah. Because it would mm. split it. So it'd be landscape and landscape, top and oh. bottom. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have to do I did that with, for a previous DC gig, but I didn't have to do it for this one. Yeah. Because I guess they, they stopped caring at that point. They're just like, yeah, no one seems to actually care. <laughs> like they're yeah. reading them differently. So whatever. But yeah. Yeah. But the success of Jump Plus, like the fact that it can have like a hit manga, uh, sort of speaks to where we are now compared to. 2006 or whenever it was when Zuda happened. Like it's very much a right yeah. place, right time thing. Like they've got the right stories for the right audience with the right devices. So was this, so this wasn't in print in Japan or did it end up going in print in like the full volumes? It, it was serialized digitally. I think yeah. Deb, you, you researched that, right? It was serialized digitally and then they put out the Tonkabon collecting them in print. Yep. It's it, oh. so what it means is that it's not serialized in the print magazine. The telephone book clicking thing, yeah. but it is mm-hmm. available in print books. Yeah, mm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. So, what's the difference? I mean, is is the Jump Plus audience older than the Weekly Shonen Jump audience? I think sort of by default. Like, if you look at the series that run on Jump Plus, like they run the gamut. Like, there's I was going to name some random ones off the top of my head, but of course I can't do that now. But it's about the later content. One Punch Man, yeah. One Punch Man, I think Hell's Paradise Jigoku Raku that I worked on was one mm. of those. Just kind of anything goes in a way that's kind of fun. Mm. So I would yeah. say the target audience is just like people who like jump manga. Like if you like the action stories, if you like this kind of comedy, that's the one. Yeah. The interesting thing about this, and we're only covering the first volume, but I did read ahead a little bit, <laughs> is that they actually did a special chapter eight and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's reprinted in volume two, but it's in between chapters eight and nine. And they did it as a print chapter and they put it in Weekly Jump as a one shot, basically recapitulating the entire first volume of the manga in one story and then having like the characters go on an adventure, which sort of shows them off. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's wow. this digital only thing. It's clearly catching on. Like it's a, kind of a big deal. And they're like, oh, we could get even more readership for this and maybe have people check out the first volume if we do a if we do a print chapter like a in the in in the actual Shonen Jump magazine in Japan, which obviously mm-hmm. ended up the North American jump stuff. That's actually I just found out about that while I was reading. That's really cool. Does that happen a lot to the best of your knowledge, David? Like these like one shots that end up in printed jump, like an eight and a half or something like Sometimes that. Sometimes I think series graduate to jump or mm. like Chainsaw Man went, went in reverse. Like Chainsaw Man was a huge hit in Shonen Jump. And now they're like, okay, well now it's going to jump plus digital only, which I don't, I'm not sure why I assume because the content was getting pretty out there. Yeah. But well, maybe, maybe yeah, just as know. a way to draw people to it because it's cheaper for them to produce. Yeah, like it, it becomes it becomes the name thing. People are like, oh, if Chainsaw Man's going there, like I guess. Yeah, and it would draw a lot of eyes. But it's already had so many hit series. Kaiju Number Eight, another like kind of buzzy series, oh, wow. is from Jump mm-hmm. Plus. Yeah, Astro Lost in Space, which I liked a lot from a few years ago. Yeah, everyone really likes that. That Reddit. But no one read it, by the way, as far as I can tell, <laughs> Astro Lost in Space. But everyone has like oh. everyone I've talked to in manga is like, have you read Astro Lost in Space? By the way, so good. It's only four volumes. And anyway, just putting yeah. that up there. Backing up David's opinion. To bring it all together, Spy Family was the most popular Shonen Jump Plus title from 2019 onward. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty buzzy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. I think what's interesting about Spy Family is that it's it doesn't benefit from what we generally understand in America as the anime effect, meaning that if it has an anime, then it's very popular. This yeah. has none to speak of. 
but it's won a ton of awards. It, it's nominated for an Eisner, nominated for a Harvey. It seems to have a lot of crossover appeal. So I guess my question is to Chip, did you see the appeal of Spy Family? Well, you know me, without an anime, I don't care. <laughs> it's, just, it's just who I am. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I thought it was, it was delightful. It's such a... Uh, I had a friend at the studio today and I was explaining the premise and I was just kind of, I was chuckling just saying the premise. Like every time you <laughs> add the other element, you're just like, and then they do this. Like what? What? And then she's a spy. <laughs> oh, by the way, the kid's a telepath. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a fun premise and it's so well done. And, you know, even though it's, it's mostly just played for laughs, you know, there's like revealing things about the characters, even in volume one mm. that, that make you make you root for them and, and want to keep reading. If I had, say, like a Shonen Jump $2 subscription, I may have kept going to Volume 2. <laughs> if, if my friends had told me to do it, I don't know. Maybe mm. scare up some sponsors and we can all afford a subscription. <laughs> yeah, get on that, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, will, I will also say, out of everything we've read through Season 1 to now, this has the best color pages and cover. Mm. I like those color pages. Beautiful. They're subtle, eh? It's not even just the fact that they're subtle. It's just really nice combinations and really well designed. Hmm. Like there's there's subtle like you know portrait of my father with the the green. Like I guess that's subtle, but it wasn't necessarily that good. Whereas this is just a beautiful color combinations, really well rendered, gorgeous. Like some of some of the best color pages and design I've seen. Hmm. It's kind well, of amazing that this job. is this guy's first long series. Yeah. Wow. He's otherwise did one shots. Yeah, no that's amazing. Sorry, so he was uh, doing one shots. Did I read that he was the Chainsaw Man dude's assistant? Is that what I read? That that was his work before he was doing Blue comics? Exorcist. Oh, the Blue Exorcist guy's assistant. Okay, yeah. Girl. So this girl. is oh, Kazuya Kato. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Like we've been talking a lot about. I've been listening to the most recent couple episodes that we recorded, and it's like we've been talking a lot about like what assistants do and things like that, and the benefits of having assistants and not assistants. And it's like this is this person's first full ongoing manga, and they came up through the assistant system within Shonen Jump, and it's just yeah, it's like a home run out of the out of the out of the out of the gate. I think that that speaks really well of the assistant system in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, he was also yeah Chainsaw Man creator's previous series Fire Punch. He was an assistant on that as well. Oh, okay. That's a wild lineup. Yeah. But very clean art. I was looking at, at his assistants, and one name I recognized was Nao Emoto. She, she does Oh. Omade in Your Savage Seasons. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, really? One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one of so, the best titles for any comic ever, too. It's up there with Dick <laughs> Fight Island for me. What's, say, say the title again Oh, Maidens in Your Savage Season. And wow. it's essentially about high school girls discovering sex ed. Wow, it's <laughs> a great title. It's on my short list for you, by the way. So we'll yeah. get we'll get around right. to it someday. Yeah, <laughs> a lot amazing. of people really love that series too. It's mm-hmm. I kept getting it recommended to me. I think Christine Wong likes it, and Jarrett used to re- like was his favorite series at the store. And then Chris, who works at Little Island, likes it too. So they've all been recommending it to me, and it's just like. Honestly, until I started the podcast, I just wasn't in much of a reading comics place for a little while. So, yeah. Now, if Deb forces me to do it, that would be great. You go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't throw me into that briar patch. (laughs) Well, Chris, let's see what you thought of Spy Family then. I actually subscribed to Shonen Jump this week just to read this because I didn't want to pay $10. (laughs) 
<laughs> you son of a it's you, amazing that chip just like kept setting that up and setting that up thank you so uh, much deb for making him go first that was perfect oh my god i have a crappy old tablet that i still love dearly and mostly works and i couldn't get the volumes to load in the viz app and i was like but the chapters were all loading and i'm like I guess I'm subscribing it. This is the week for Shonen Jump. Anyway, it was it's two thirty seven Canadian rather than two bucks a week. <laughs> but I got a free week trial, so it's actually free. I can oh read the whole God. of Spy X Family for free. Weird that you spent ten bucks, man. That's uh, that so sucks. Cold blooded. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I actually. This is like a real solid 8 out of 10 for me. I think it is out of the gate, really strong art, storytelling, all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's, it's just, it doesn't quite go for the jugular in the way I wanted it to. And that might just be because it's shown in manga. If it was like a little bit older, I feel like it would, how do I say it? It's maybe something about the pacing and the way that they introduce the emotions of the characters is very direct it's like oh right the reason i don't like the crying of children is i remember that i cried as a child and i couldn't stop crying and i don't want that to ever happen again and it's like that was probably more of like that was something that happened where you learn about the the main spy he twilight he's trying to like explain you know why why this thing bothers him that was a page and it was a good page but if it was three or four pages or sort of like if it had hit him in a different way if it had even been and I got to go back to it again. Yona of the Dawns, like weird PTSD reveal, which was like a slow, deliberate thing for a manga series for the same age range. I just felt like, yeah, that whole thing was just like, that's a feeling I have. And I feel like if it was told in a sane in context, it would have come out a different way and maybe been a little bit more nuanced. And if it had, was told to, you know, for grownups and it would have, but, but that's just... I aged out. Like, I'm old. <laughs> like, I hate to say it. But, like, reading this, I was like, this is really good. I'll totally keep reading this indefinitely. Like, there's nothing, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it at all. But it isn't, it doesn't have that, like, little over the top bit of greatness that, like, I, I was chuckling the whole way through, which is awesome. But I didn't have a full on breakdown laughter session like I did in something like Way the House Husband or some of the other manga that we've done. So, yeah, like I think it's really good. I think it's like a really good 8 out of 10. I would have no problem recommending this to anybody, but it's just not where my head's at for the kind of manga that I would choose to read. That makes well, sense. It's funny you mentioned the scene of him being like, oh, that's why I hate the sounds of kids crying so much in that fl- the one-page flashback. Because I read it almost comedically. Yeah, and that's really? it's not supposed to be. <laughs> like that's the other thing. Because it's just like, oh, this is funny. Like they're they're shoehorning in the tragic past. Like no, nope. like with with like two panels, and they're over the top panels too. It's a kid crying in the middle of a bunch of like dead bodies and rubble and a smashed in tank and buildings destroyed. Like it's so over the top that it's just like. It, it felt like almost like a wink from the author, just being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I, I, we all know there's some backstory here. Here you go. <laughs> That's how I felt too, Chris. Yeah. What genre would you say this manga is? It's it's like an action manga, I think. Action okay. comedy, maybe. Like, there's definitely funny bits. It's got the like 
little kid to keep things from getting too heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's got two grown-ass protagonists that are both like multi- mass murderers. So yeah, I'm not surprised <laughs> it's in Weekly Shonen Jump. It's not in Weekly Shonen Jump, right? Like that like that just doesn't have grown-up protagonists for the most part. It doesn't have all kinds of things, but it's still firmly the emotional language is still firmly in a shonen vein. And I think that there's again absolutely nothing wrong with that it's just okay as an action comedy and yeah like chuckling all the way through was great actually that bonus chapter where it which is 8.5 where he the mangaka distills the entire first volume and the premise into like 40 pages where he's constantly (laughs) his neighbors think he's cheating on his wife because he's always out late doing murders so they have like a normal outing to the aquarium and then the neighbors show up to check on him and are like constantly talking shit in the margins. <laughs> Hilarious. Like really funny, actually. <laughs> While he's like that sounds that sounds great. Is that on Shonen Jump? Yeah, it's uh, Shonen Jump 8.5. It's free. Uh, it's free. Wow. You should you can check it out. Well so, I mean it's free if you pay for Shonen yeah, Jump Plus. I'll, yeah, I'll check it out. Free seven free seven day trial. I will also say, because we're weirdly shilling Shonen Jump Plus really hard this week, (laughs) I checked, and Toronto Public Library actually has all these volumes for free, both in print and on Overdrive. So if you've got a library card, you could have read it for free, too. (laughs) (laughs) Just go for it. Oh, damn. I, I was going to try really hard not to swear this episode. Please go back and bleep that, David. Uh, I, want, I want this one to be one that my nephew can listen to. We'll see. Because he really likes shonen manga. He, and he has tried so hard works. not to swear, but he just had to destroy me. Yeah, I just had to destroy you, and that was worth it, I think. I'm going <laughs> to increase the volume on that one bit 300%. No! Um, with an echo. <laughs> yeah. Deb, do you want to give your take before I give mine? Sure, I'm I can curious do curious what you think. Oh, I mean, it was... I think it was just kind of you first you read the first chapter and it's a perfectly set up, you know, super high mm-hmm. concept, right? Mm. You know, it's the spy, it's the kid who's a telepath, you know, that the mix of the action and the comedy, and then he's like I mean, even the spy thing is like, oh, you know, he goes out with the guy's daughter and he goes, Well, well, I don't need you anymore. And then the, <laughs> the big spy secret brutal. that he has that he gets is the the fact that the politician wears a hairpiece. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's pretty lightweight spy stuff, right? It's kind of there's some violence, but it's comical violence. Yeah. And the way that I I kind of reading volume one, I kind of admired how each chapter was devoted to introducing a new character Mm -hmm. in in a in a very in a very kind of methodical way. Mm -hmm. But also too that the characters are all a little bit how do we say broken. Yeah, <laughs> or a little bit defective somehow. Yeah, yeah. But in a funny way, like you know, it's like yours an assassin, but she's kind of socially inept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Twilight is a super spy, but you know, he kind of is. He can, he just can't figure out kids, and he's a little bit at wit's end. Mm-hmm. And Anya is so badly wants to have a family, but and she can read minds, but her t- because she's a child. For what she reads, she can't quite understand, and she comically <laughs> continually misunderstands it. Mm. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a, a – I thought that was a really perfect setup. It didn't, it's just it, – as one volume, it's really tight. It gives you pretty much everything that you're going to get from it. The art's mm-hmm. good from the get-go, which is not a given, as we found out <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for sure. one. And, I mean, you know, you can you can stop here, and it's okay. and But you mm-hmm. can go on, and it'll keep introducing more characters and – more stuff and i i kind of also like the way that he draws action too 
Yeah, yeah, because there's that el- there's there's elasticity, and you know, like when mm. someone's face gets punched in, it's like he's you're punching a rubber ball, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like you're like someone gets hit, like he slams him down with a chair, and like you see like this stretch and bounce. It's kind of neat. Yeah, super kinetic. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just there's a lot to like about this, and it's so accessible, you know, because there's there's no oh Japanese high school and. <laughs> it's even though it's kind of a weird semi-european country it's you know you don't have to think too hard about what's going on yeah Yeah. west berlin is pretty direct though (laughs) yeah yeah, i have a lot of takes actually all right i didn't realize how many until we started talking but i mean i liked it of course i feel like all these we say i liked it and then we get into what we really want to talk about but it's kind of in the author's note, he mentions that it's sort of like an espionage novel without any of like the twists and turns and like <laughs> daring do, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I love those movies too. And he's right in that essentially it's set in like a very espionage friendly setting, this kind of fake, you know, Europa type setting, which you see in anime, you see in fiction. It's not any particular European country. It's just kind of like if Paris was Berlin. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a super spy, but he's not in the James Bond mold or any kind of popular super spy mold. Like he's in fact sort of more of an anime super spy where like he just is really good at his job for mysterious reasons, but mm-hmm. also has like a really wacky hijink side. Same with your like when she's like admiring the knife during dinner. Like I asked Chris what genre <laughs> was, this was because I feel like it's straight up comedy. Like it's only barely action comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like comparing heat to rush hour, you know? Like they're both kind of <laughs> okay. crime stories set in LA. <laughs> but the the goals of the the creators involved are so different. Like this, I laughed a lot reading this. There are so many good bits, so many good jokes. Him being like, I have seven days to make a child is one of like several a run of great jokes in this book. Spitting the uh, coffee. That was great. Yeah. And, yeah, and right yeah. after there's all this dialogue about how he's like such a great spy. Like there's like no very few jokes on the first few pages, at least overt like that. And then it's like, oh, here's a spit take. Like this is like classic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, this is almost more like Dr. Slump, where it's a setting oh. and a wacky cast with a precocious, you know, young girl character to kind of tie everything together, but also to complicate everything. Because mm, like she gets yeah. kidnapped because she played with the radio after, you know, <laughs> Lloyd told her not to. Yeah. But her not being like a super genius, I think, is what makes it extra funny. Yeah. Because she can read minds. She does, she is privy to all these secrets, but like she's like four years old pretending to be six. Yeah. And that only goes so far. I like even when she's being f- mentally fed the answers during her interview at the end, she still is mixing up every second word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, so good. good. And because she's a kid, like they really like stretch her expressions, like her crying face in the bonus yeah. story at the very end when she's like trying to detect which toy is in the package and she gets it wrong. And yeah. it does like the slumped <laughs> yeah. over pose. Yeah. It's just all so good. Mm. See, I second everything Deb said. Like art's beautiful, the action storytelling is a lot of fun. But I think that it wants to be a dumb comedy for teens, more so than like anything with like true like pathos yeah so it, 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 it i mean i haven't read beyond volume one so i don't know if that changes it feels like the kind of story mm-hmm. where it could actually change quite quickly mm-hmm. and actually have those kind of twists and turns and like more action i'm, I'm assuming yeah. deb you've read further 
Yeah. The story does change a bit when Anya gets into the school because mm. then there's more school hijinks. Okay. Mm. Like she, she's dealing with the snobby son of the, the politician that Lloyd is after. Yeah. And then, of course, that ridiculous headmaster who's all about elegance. Oh, I love that guy so much. <laughs> that he is. I wanted to say I should have. I should have mentioned in the opening. My favorite character by far. I'm going to have so many elegance reaction shots for Instagram <laughs> when this episode goes live. Just him screaming elegance over and over. <laughs> That's going to be a great anime moment if they get the right voice actor for it. Oh, uh, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, uh, those th- those are my laugh out loud moments. Him, yeah. him just drawing out the word elegance. <laughs> Deb, did you read far enough to meet the dog? I did. Adopt? Yes. Okay. The dog is great. That's they a brilliant addition. The dog addition. that can see the future. And only Anya can read his mind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just this wild collection of like types of characters. Like they're not very deep. And I don't mean that in like an insulting way. It's just, you know, like Lloyd yeah. is a spy with a dark past with, mm-hmm. you know, broken tank flashbacks <laughs> yeah but so you immediately understand who he is like same with your and like raising her you know becoming an assassin to raise her off-screen younger brother like they're very easy to figure out who these people are and to get attached to them so how far so in have you gone stuff, david sorry uh maybe two and a half volumes i was reading it okay. serialized okay so it's sort of fuzzy but just the jokes get better like the the way the characters bounce off each other is always fun. It's almost like watching pinball, you know? Yeah. Like one thing builds into the next thing. Like when they have three, two changes of clothes for the interview and the <laughs> yeah. elegant guy is like, oh man, like, oh man. <laughs> oh, and then the cow that looks like Gene Simmons. Yeah, I love the cow. That's so weird. <laughs> and there's no like follow-up. It's just like, this is just a bad cow, man. This is a cool cow. <laughs> The, cool the kid cow. that falls into the sewer and then he has to rescue him is like, oh god, that whole scene yeah. is just so well done. Just like what one ridiculous thing after another, just wildly yeah. unpredictable. And it's same as House Husband, same as Yatsuba, where it's just like this is situational comedy. Like we're gonna put these people yeah. in an aquarium, in a museum, in a school, and we're gonna see what happens. And what's yeah. gonna happen is like the most ridiculous thing possible. Yeah. <laughs> It's because the situation is so good. Like coming yeah. up with just like this premise and then it, you could basically iterate, let's say 10 seasons worth. You know what I mean? Like lots of volumes of this could go on before it gets old. And I mm-hmm. think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's amazing too. Cause it seems like such a high, like high concept can get old fast. It can yeah. wear out its welcome. And, but it seems like they're able to keep it going. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. funny. Like I, I'm, I read volume five of way of the house husband and I'm like, okay, maybe it's starting to wear thin now. Like uh. I, you kind of, you kind of get the beats and they're very consistent from volume to volume, story to story. Yeah. But really that's just kind of one, that's kind of one joke. Whereas mm-hmm. this, there's an opportunity for multiple because of the characters and the interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think way of the house husband is funnier, but I think this has more potential. Mm. Like I'd be that more interested sense. to read read more of this and Way of the House Husband. Really? Yeah. That's because yeah. that was your fave. Yeah, fave yeah, but, fave. but I, I think partly you know because I did end up reading the five volumes. I'm just like, yeah, when volume six comes out, I'm not. I don't have it on pre order. Like you know, maybe one day when I'm feeling like yeah. it. I think like he's right. The scope is narrow. Yeah, it's like yeah. watching. I don't know, like a one-on-one fight versus a tournament. Like the one-on-one's always good, but the tournament has a lot more you know opportunity for stuff to yeah. go down. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. 
but way the house husband has been adding more characters and it and mm-hmm. I, but i feel like spy yeah. family has been adding more characters and it somehow makes it richer yeah and, mm-hmm. and more interesting like the character like later on there's another spy who's lloyd's co-worker who has a crush on him mm. and you know that like a, the the dog who can see the future and then <laughs> your brother also has a secret secret second career that puts him at odds with <laughs> lloyd and your <laughs> first let's just back up the dog who can see the future like that's just man that's <laughs> yeah good job. good job creator his name is bond bond forger and he's just this big <laughs> fuzzy dog yeah oh that's so i think funny. i think that's like the the pancake moment isn't it? it's like in in uh Yotsuba, it's like you you can enjoy it, but if you get to the dog part, that's when things get good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man. What did you think of the character designs, by the way? I loved it. Yeah, the great. the fashion was on point. I was actually just yeah. going to bring it up. There's in the chapter where they're all trying to get into the school. There's a flashback that like where they're pretending like how they met, and yours wearing like two different outfits, and both of them are like really cute, realistic things people would wear in real life. And yeah. I think that's way underrated, just in terms of like building mm-hmm. a setting, making it believable, but also making it look good. Like it makes the comic look better if you're like, oh, this is a sweater dress and not just like a generic like pencil skirt like you see in like every other comic or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the covers of volumes one, two, and three right now, and they're all on these like different, beautiful, mid-century modern inspired pieces of furniture. Like he's got this like leather chair with like an external aluminum frame. Anya's sitting on this like beautiful like couch composed of like dots of fabric. And then this like gorgeous, like white plastic, like again, mid-century modern chair. Like, and then the, obviously the sphere chair that you sit in was what the dog is sitting in because that's perfect. And it's just like, oh, you as a mangaka, seem to have at least one interest outside of manga and that's interesting to me (laughs) because that is not a guarantee Uh. a lot of manga especially like no shade but a lot of shonen jump manga feels like it's created by people who have only ever read shonen jump you know what i mean and i i I don't even like and i like that there's a history of shonen jump and that people get excited about things but like oh you're into fashion and design and architecture like that's actually cool that adds a lot of richness to this world like even though it is a fake europe it's like you're grabbing all the cool stuff that you like from that you know kind of thing putting into this book and make giving it a life beyond that i also think it's really interesting that the mangaka endo sensei draws a little like natsume ono deb this might be more for you but like there's like a lot of like straight top lid heavy lidded like big bottom semicircle lidded Characters with like perfectly square jaws that look a lot like Natsume Ono and how she draws men. Natsume Ono, for folks who don't know, is mostly known as a BL or sort of seinen with BL overtones mangaka. She has a whole BL career as well. But her work that's been translated in English, she's done a samurai epic. So that like super square jaw with like the heavy lids and things like that is kind of a trademark of her work. And I see a lot of that, particularly in how she draws Twilight or. Um, whatever his real name is. Lloyd. Yeah. Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. Lloyd spelled in a really weird way. Lloyd I was just lo- I was just looking at most recent chapter, which is 51, which by the way, the art looks indistinguishable from chapter one. Like it looks exactly, looks exactly the same. Like this is someone who's really hit their stride. I think I can share my screen. Let's, right now you can sort of see like this face right here. 
Deb, like this, like heavy lidded eyes, square draw. Like there's some real Natsume Ono vibes to the work that I get that makes me think that maybe this mangaka is like pulling from lots of different sources of manga as well. And even if you don't know Ono Sensei, looking at this like wide panel, and I'll include it in the show notes, like this this chubby dude on the end with the goatee, that is a level of caricature that you don't <laughs> see in a lot of Shonen Jump manga. You know what I mean? Like there's no sameness to any of this. Like this is all someone who's drawing things and pulling from very different places with caricature. And I think that that's actually really interesting too. There were two yeah. other guys like that, that I noticed that I wanted Frankie. to point out. <laughs> Frankie was good. It, it was just two random guys in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh, on the two page spread of mission four, page 158, 159. Mm. There's like a Clark Kent looking guy on the bottom kind of right center with like mm. big round glasses. It looks funny. Okay, But then far off to the left, there's a lady all the way to the left, like a very kind-looking mother lady. lady. There's such tiny drawings, but like great caricature. You can mm. kind of extrapolate personality or at least like what type of comedy this person would fall prey to. Yeah. Just mm. from these little drawings. I want to show you I, I the gotta... covers because I, the, the covers are particularly nice. Yeah. The fact that it's designed with, with a whole series in mind is really, really interesting and thoughtful. Mm. They're all mid-century modern like chairs designed like by Eames and Le Corbusier and stuff like that. Mm. But, but all these, the choices say something about who these characters are. Like the marshmallow oh. chair, it's like she's a little girl. And yeah. the, the, the future-seeing dog is like a futurist's ball chair. That's kind of like, kind of like how he is. And then later on, there's this chair which is where the spoiled boy sits on it. And then this heart chair is where, this is the, the female spy who's a rival for mm. who's also mm. has a crush on Lloyd. Okay. So these are really purposeful, interesting choices, chairs yeah. that yeah, speak to cool. the personalities and the way that the, the logo, you know, moves and changes. It's at the top, it's on the bottom, it's centered, it's side. It's very, it's just really elegantly designed. Elegance. <laughs> I didn't even look at the show notes that you had put together, Deb. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have stepped on your toes like that, but I was just taken by the covers and I was like, these chairs and the covers are so cool. I didn't realize you had a whole thing prepared, but it'll be in the show notes, folks. It's actually really cool. Chris just loves to say mid-century modern every chance. I love does. the words mid-century modern <laughs> yeah, one yeah. after another. I've been watching a lot of House Hunters International. Yeah. My brother's <laughs> house because he's got them all. So yeah. So I guess I also wanted to ask, like, so this is the big test, and we've learned this from Way of the House Husband, but would you keep reading this? I'm biased because I already kept reading it, but absolutely. It actually kind of reminds me, like, my job publishes Spy Family, little late disclosure. But reading this reminds <laughs> me of working at, at Image Comics between, like, 2013, 2017, whenever it yeah. was that I left, because there was just this wild burst of new series like new number ones wild sales but also like creativity too and sometimes books mm. would come to the office where it's like hey like you got to check this out we just got files look at this and it's like the best thing ever and with spy family there was a lot of that around the office as well where someone read read a chapter and go like hey no check this out now like stop whatever you're doing that's important <laughs> to do and look at this really awesome thing that we've got because it just mm. feels special like there's something about it Something about the joke, something about the execution, the consistency, I don't know. But like it just clicks. Like the humor is really good, the setting is really good. 
like Chris was saying, it draws from a lot of different things. Like I love when an artist clearly has an obsession and it like leaks it to their work. Yeah. The caricature is good. Like the, you want to foster a kid guy that looks like Mario. Mario (laughs) (laughs) There's just so many different angles where I could be like, here's why this is really good. Mm, Yeah. And I love that feeling. His work doesn't look anything like Oda Sensei's who does one piece, but I think that there is a similar freedom that he employs to just do ridiculous caricature and trust that the strength of his style of comics is going to hold it all together. Mm -hmm. And it always works. Like there's not one, like you can look at like characters drawn three very different ways page, like, like in this series, three different characters, but they all still feel like they're a part of a cohesive whole. And I think that that's something that is such a strength of comics, but is so difficult to get right. Because if you push something too far, all of a sudden the character design doesn't look like it belongs in the world that you've created. And that's not something that I ever felt happened here. And that's actually really cool. And I, again, I don't think his work looks like Oda, but I think Oda can pull that off as well, which Mm -hmm. is so funny because you think of like Oda being like, oh, Toriyama is my God. And that's who I like learned to draw from whatever. Every Toriyama character looks like a Toriyama character, like, and <laughs> like within this like very shallow space, like he's almost like Kirby in that way where everyone Kirby draws looks like Kirby drew them. And it's all within this like very defined range, unless they're grotesqueries. And this is just like all over the place, like everything from like very hot, like sexy spy characters to like you know, Mario, the, the, the world's worst orphanage runner. <laughs> and it all was pretty good. The elegance guy, like just yeah. screaming elegance over and over again was so good. So yeah. good. A great example of that odd model thing you're talking about are the spreads 194 and 195, 196, 197, and then 198, 199. All three mm. of those show different, like vastly different approaches to the characters. It's when Twilight almost punches a guy in the mouth during the interview. Oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so beautiful. Like, there's concern, there's like sheepishness, there's comedy, shock. The page, the page of Twilight with his eyes open, pulling the fist back about to punch the guy. It's such a good page. (laughs) Yeah. I've never had a bigger anticipation for the next page than I have with that one. Yeah. It's so well done. And that guy more than earns the Oh ego. yeah. Well what a what a <laughs> what a great bad guy. I just love that Yor was probably gonna murder that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. She has her <laughs> has her claws out. Yeah, yeah. Second wife. <laughs> uh so good. So so Chris, uh, would mm-hmm. would you go and read the second volume? I already did. I sorry, I read the wait actually what did I end up reading? I just kept reading because I was yeah. like counting down the minutes to see. So I finished chapters 8.5 and 9, which is just a little bit more than two thirds of the second volume. And it stays it stays good. I don't think I'm as interested in the goings on at the school specifically, but mm. I think it's mm, this goes back to I don't want to read about Pinocchio, the like adorable <laughs> like child character that's supposed to be goofy and talk with a speech impediment to like bridge the ultraviolence. Like I get it. <laughs> Not nearly as annoying in this one. So if you hate Pinocchio, Anya, totally okay. She's a great little little kid foil character. I will say the like super creepy, I don't give a shit smile that she does at the like bully character that she's supposed to be sucking up to. The like wide grin where she's like, I don't even care about your bullying. And everyone in the class is like, oh, like, she's so cool. That was actually really 
really good. But the rest of it, like that kind of intrigue is not where I'm at. I kind of just want to spend time with the grown-up characters, but I guess we're in kind of a holding pattern there. I don't know. I flipped forward to the most recent chapter just to see what it was about, and they're taking out snipers on a boat, and it's all grown up. So I think I'm in. Like I think, <laughs> I mean, I've already subscribed to this thing for a month. I may as well read a bunch of chapters of this and see. I'm going to say this is shock number two. The fact that you did, never read Kaoromori and the fact that you've never subscribed to Shonen Jump, Chris. Oh, I used to subscribe. Chip, I, I, let I, <laughs> I let it lapse. I let it lapse. I let it lapse. It was my fault. Okay. It wasn't anyone else's fault, but I did subscribe for a year. Actually, when I started at Viz, I'm like, I guess I better know what's going on with Shonen Jump. So it was another situation that maybe contributed to why I don't want to read comics, where it's just like, all right, you're starting at Viz. Here you go. And I read, I think, every first chapter that was available on the app. And then I started reading like two to four two to the first volume of everything else. So I've read a little bit of stuff. Like I read Astra. I thought it was fine. <laughs> the first chapter. I read yeah. some Bleach. My hero actually really caught for me. And then some of the other older series I liked. I liked World Trigger's art a lot. Uh, for so example, th- this is this is a, a dumb question. So there's uh-huh. Shonen Jump Plus and there's Viz. Oh, I did. So, so is the stuff on Shonen Jump Plus Viz's translations? Brought back so, over to Shonen Jump so Plus. There is <laughs> Jump Plus. I'm sorry, did I open up a Pandora's no, box here? <laughs> so there's Jump Plus, which is a Japanese language digital magazine. Yeah. Which is where this runs. Then there's Weekly Shonen Jump, which is the Japanese language print magazine. Yes. Yes. And then there's the Shonen Jump app, which is the $2 a month, yada, yada, subscribe. Yeah. Thing. Which has a mix of stories from Jump Square, Ultra yeah. Jump. <laughs> sure. It sort of aggregates like Jump as a category. Yeah. Is Viz Shonen Jump, like, are, 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 are they the same company? One of Viz's parent companies in Japan publishes Shonen Jump. Okay. So it's kind of like same-ish. Yeah. Like Wildstorm in DC, maybe? Okay. So Shonen Jump, stories appear in Japanese, Viz... I guess I'm assuming just like write a first refusal and then they yeah. tr- translate it, put put together the English version, and then it goes back and goes on Jump Plus. Actually, no. The English stuff just stays on our side. Okay. So if I subscribe to what Chris just <laughs> subscribed to, I'm getting... Shonen yeah, Jump. I'm getting Viz material. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. That seems yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah, you don't really have a need to... Do Manga Plus? Manga Plus is the international one. Gotcha. So there probably are a bunch of people who are already reading Spy Family. So maybe our next mission is to tell these people, if you like Spy Family, what American or European comics do you think we could recommend to them that they might enjoy? Hmm. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the trouble with these, right? Is that a lot of times the high concept doesn't really match what we have here in North America, or like Mm. the wackiness of the concept or something about it isn't quite the same. Like all the spy books I want to compare this to are things like Brubaker and Epting doing Velvet or Mm. Rucka Trotman and Saez doing Checkmate about 14, 15 years ago now. Yeah. Uh, So if you like books like that, but you wish they were full of slapstick hijinks, Spy Family is the one for you. Yeah. I I, I think a bit too of like kind of going the other direction. I like Kyle Stark's work. Oh, yeah. Because he does like funny genre stuff. Uh, Him Mm -hmm. and Erica Henderson doing Assassin Nation. That's kind of got a bit of a feel like this, but. The problem is, like, 
for the most part, if you end up with kind of like a comedy book in kind of the North American market, it's usually a bit too extreme, like full of violence and swearing and stuff, mm-hmm. which you know I'm not a fan of. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what about Vendette? So there's, there's, there's not a lot of sweet spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vendette. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Vendette's more, er, Vendette's differently earnest than this yeah. is, I would say. Like, okay. I think yeah. this is very com- committed to, like, the bit, to the joke, while Bendette is still kind of... I described Bendette as an ad- adventure story before a uh, comedy, mm, even though it's yeah. still very funny. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's a great reference, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love Colleen's work. I, You know what? The, the only book I could think of that this reminded me of is Chris, Christopher Savala did a book called Crowded, which was about crowdfunding oh, yeah, yeah. assassinations for people that the the world hates so much that they deserve to die. Yep. And I read the first read the first issue of that and I'm like, that's a good high concept. It's a one volume. I can't remember who put it out. Was it boom? Someone uh, put it out. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to read something about uh crowdfunding has of uh, evolving and the whole, you know, everyone in the world shipping in a few bucks to get rid of the people that they hate the most, then crowded might be for you if you already like Spy Family. But I feel like it's a darker, more adult humor than something like Spy yeah. Family. Yeah, yeah, which that's is a, tough. That's the problem. Mm. Um, I believe that's soon to be a feature film starring Rebel Wilson. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she signed up for it. Good for cool. good for X Top. That's great. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, that's all I can actually. Think I of. would say Sergio Aragonés in general. I think has a similar mm. style of humor, where it's very much about like how wacky can you get and still like maintain like a straight face. Yeah, mm. up to a point. I've read so, so much Gru. Yeah. Yeah. That, that like everyone else is in a realistic swords and sorcery epic with like the occasional jokes, except for Gru, who is just a total, like a, ign- well, ignoramus. What's the word that he keeps going back to? And yeah, I love, I love Gru. And actually, what a good record, what a good off the wall reference, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Way yeah. to go on that. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I've never read Gru. No. No. To- totally holds up. It's weird, actually. It's, He's written like Sergio Aragonés wrote like 150, maybe 200 issues of that across a bunch of different publishers. Literally every single one of them is exactly as good as the one before it. It's really wow. weird. Oh, like Usagi Ojimbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty good. Oh, I think that's, that's why him huh? and Stan are friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's great. Sergio Aragonés, man, he's like the the real life version of the Dos Equis, most interesting man in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah he's a he's a presence he's he's amazing i don't think they don't make him like that anymore (laughs) (laughs) i think he's a good example of what chris and chip were talking about where it's good when like creators have interest in things and you can see it in their work Mm -hmm. yeah he lived a a life clearly yeah yeah there's a book sergio aragonis funnies it was a collection of his basically his own mad magazine kind of yeah and it's some of the funniest stories i've ever read and it's just all him solo like just i don't know 150 pages or something like that Mm. That's, great. that's great yeah all right so go regrew everyone go yeah. <laughs> okay, this maybe brings up a larger shonen jump point that i want to want to like throw throw to the crowd and i know deb has some thoughts because she started talking very late to me one night about it and it's just like the high concepts in shonen jump right now like like i said my nephew discovered naruto naruto and then discovered the rest of the Shonen Jump stuff and now is like addicted. Hunter Hunter, he finished and he's like now to the point that I warned him about where he's waiting for every chapter to come out. Uh, and every time we give him a new one, he just loves it. The high concepts on stuff for like Shonen Jump and for like that audience of like, you know, 12, 
10 to 15 year old, you know, boys and girls, obviously, is just so good. Like it's like there's a reason that this manga is selling so well. It's like blowing away sales records. Even like we're, we sold more manga last year than we sold during the boom. And they thought that that would never happen again. And it's only going up this year. And it's just like, I, I don't know, man. I feel like there's just not a lot of stuff out there that compares sometimes in North American comics, especially for that demo. I think you can get into really weird, complicated, high concepty ideas, but everyone wants to do it for grownups. Like what is coming out for for teenagers for that age? And I, you know, we're all well past our teenage years, so maybe we're not the people to ask. But I would love, I would love it if someone could go. Actually, this comic that's coming out from First Second, or this comic that's coming out from Random House, or whatever, is that is is like Shonen Jump tier, like high concept execution, et cetera, et cetera. And I just, I don't know. That's that is a thought that I think Deb sparked in me. Maybe Deb, do you want to follow up or do you guys, what do you guys think? Would it be cartoons instead of comics is all I can think. Cause I feel like there's a wide variety of high concept cartoons for adults. and Like teens. Steven universe is very high Steven concept. universe, like yeah. adventure time. I feel like same boat, even it's not really for kids, but something like Tuca and birdie, same mm. kind of deal where it's like, here's this wacky idea played totally straight and mm. executed very well. Mm. I think it's just like, this is what, that market wants while our market wants something a little bit different or maybe is being provided with something different but this at the same time is like we're struggling to find an equivalent because even though this this idea seems so simple right Mm -hmm. as a spy there's an assassin they don't know that each other are they have these secret jobs and then there's a child who can read minds and it's it you know it doesn't sound particularly original it's just the combination is yeah, it sounds like a sequel to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, and yeah, I like- thought that too. But it's totally different <laughs> yeah. than the execution, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it has those elements, but it's not about that. And it's appropriate. Like I would have no problem giving this to a 13-year-old. You yeah, know what it's I mean? so it's amazing because it, it's appropriate for teens. It's not super sexy or like fan service-y. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. The story is straightforward enough that you could give it to a younger teen and they'd get it. But at the same time, it's still entertaining enough for an adult to read. It doesn't talk down to an adult. Yeah. It's legit funny. Like that's yeah. the other thing too. Like there's yeah. such a good, consistent sense of humor. Like everyone's cracking almost unintentional jokes all the way through, and that's like that's awesome. I I, I don't know. I it almost feels effortless, but yet I know there's a lot of effort to make. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> this person has put their ten thousand hours <laughs> into uh, <laughs> into whatever to be good at it. So yeah, yeah. You know, maybe it's not a question that could be answered. It's just that I ask it because I was reading this and I was like, yeah, kids would love this. Like, I like it a lot and I think kids would really love it. And I'm like, oh, these characters are smoking because that's like part of his cover. And actually, there's a joke about that in, in the, the, I think it's the chapter 8.5 where he's like, he has a, he has a cigarette, like he has, he has a cigarette and he coughs and his like person he's talking to that's giving, speeding him information is like, did you quit? And he's like, yeah, I got a family now. And it's like a really good joke, like on a couple <laughs> different levels for as a spy. You couldn't have smoking in a book that was created in North America. Scholastic, in their graphic novel line, all the way through teen stuff, has a ban on depictions of smoking. And Jeff Smith got, there's a very famous Jeff Smith story about how they wanted to get rid of Smiley Bones cigars in the Scholastic edition. And he was like, oh, I'm just canceling the contract, then bye. And they were like, wait, no, I didn't realize. So, <laughs> but like, just little things like that, like, I think 
because manga gets a bit of a pass because it's coming from not our culture, which is really debatable these days, you get to include things that would have been removed at the editorial level in North American comics, especially for or for works for kids. And it's, you know, maybe I'm off base and I think we'll hear about it in the comments because Lord knows there's enough North American comics people listening to the podcast now. The smoking thing's really interesting because I've been doing a bit of a TV writing stuff lately and I've been told, even though the shows are for adults, no smoking. Really? really? Yeah. They're like, oh, you can, you can have drugs, people snorting cocaine, smoking the marijuana. That's <laughs> fine. But cigarettes, no. Got to get that truth money. sorry all right let's take a break right now and when we come back maybe we'll have a reader question or maybe we'll have shout outs i'm not sure be right back (laughs) save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, and we're back. And it does look like we have something in the mailbag. David, you want to do the honors? Yeah, so this question came to us through email. This is from Matthew Viriapa. And he's, this is kind of a long thing, but I'm going to read all of it. So I've been listening to your recent episodes and checked out some of the episodes of titles I was already familiar with, like Naruto and Full Metal Alchemist. Those were definitely the titles of my childhood. I've been enjoying it, and it's interesting to see where people are coming from who are new to manga. But I would suggest reading a manga as it comes out week to week as an experiment. For me, at least, that's how I've consumed the majority of the manga that I've read. Growing up, I was a really frequent visitor of scanlation sites and aggregate sites, and I would read the major shonen fan translations week to week. And now with more reputable and legal sites like Manga Plus and Crunchyroll or Comixology Simulpub, I would totally suggest picking up a title, catching up if you need to, and then reading it weekly for a few months. Some newer titles that I really like on Manga Plus are Blue Box. If you read this, also read the one shot. I wish you had read the one shot for Naruto just to explain how that process kind of works and the differences between them. And Don to Don. Neru also has recently debuted with its first chapter. I find that the experience is totally different, like reading month-to-month versus reading in trade for American comics, or binging a show versus watching it weekly. It might also make it easier to read. The barrier to entry is probably lower, and it becomes a part of your routine. And I'd also throw that in for why webcomics are so popular. So, Mm -hmm. Matthew, thank you for your email submission. This is a pretty interesting comment because we have been talking about manga on the show essentially as discrete works like individual graphic novels instead of Mm -hmm. i think everything we've read so far has been serialized outside of maybe what the font Mm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's like serializing a work and publishing it wholesale are two different things and Mm -hmm. sometimes you know it can work very easily one equals the other other times it work might work great serialization not as well in collected form Mm. chip so you write like monthly superhero comics like that's the serialized stories of our day is that your preferred way to like consume a story no i mean i i only ever when i purchase comics they're trade paperbacks so they're collections of the single issues 
Okay. Or graphic novels. Yeah, it's a it's a very different beast. Like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a big single like when I was a kid I was a big single issue reader, mm-hmm. but as an adult I'm not just because it just it just feels too short for me. And my memory is worse. Like as a kid, I think you obsess over the issues. Yeah. And so when the next issue comes out, you've already reread the previous one like ten times. Whereas mm-hmm. as an adult, I'll just like I'll pick up the next issue of a thing, be like, what? Who's this? What? Dirt, what happens? Red. <laughs> yeah. What? Why would he do that? Like I, I write the book, and I have trouble with that. Like yeah. I was like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll write a scene in a comic, and I'll, I'll forget that I wrote that scene in the previous issue. Like, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. So it's, it's partly an age thing. Yeah. 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 I'm a binger, so it's hard for me to re- read weekly. Mm. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. You said, how quickly did you catch up on One Piece, Deb? I did it over the course of a year. Okay, that's not but that's, that bad. But, but I didn't read it constantly, right? I mean, a I pandemic read, year. A I pandemic would read like year, about right? three or four <laughs> chapters a week. I'd watch the anime. I'd watch three, okay. you know, like I kind of yeah. cut it into little pieces. Yeah. Mm. And it, now that I'm at the point where I'm caught up with One Piece, I find it agonizing to read it <laughs> weekly. Like, that's it. That's all that happens this week. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of had that a bit with Breaking Bad. Mm. Like, because you get it with TV shows, so you like, it'd be like, oh yeah, this is great, and you're you're watching on Netflix or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're you're a weekly episode watcher, and it's like, oh, that's it. Oh, come yeah. on. Better Call yeah. Saul is killing me in a similar way right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for the new <laughs> season to drop because I I can't. I, I know better than to try and watch that episode to episode. Yeah. I was able to stretch out I Think You Should Leave on Netflix two nights instead of one. I was very proud of myself. Wow. But even yeah. that, it's like, all right, that's another year and a half before we get a season three, maybe. Like, yeah. that's yeah. awful. <laughs> so when this email came in, I actually read it and I was like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. We totally should figure out something that we could read week to week. And I, I guess I'll just buy chip a subscription to shonen jump or something (laughs) never did clearly i was thinking about it and then it was just like i don't think i enjoy comics that way you know what i mean like i want to read a bunch and then pause and anytime that i've started reading something that had unlimited chapters to read it's actually burnt me out on that thing like i read all of naruto more let's let's go with all of naruto before i interviewed kishimoto sensei and at the end i was just like I don't want to read any, like I could not pick up Porto. Like that was the one where it was like, it was free in my, in my, my app. And I still was just like, I am so not a it out. <laughs> Same thing with one piece though. I got through, I think Skype. Yeah. Like I read 28 or 29 volumes of one piece and I'm like, I'm good. You know, like <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe, maybe one day I'll go back. I know it only keeps getting better and better. And I read arcs that are considered not the best arcs and blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, at the same time, going in and reading something week to week is a really interesting idea, but um, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I like comics that way anymore. I'm also interested in the, the idea, like like the, the books we've read, like picturing those broken up into chunks. There's not a lot of kind of cliffhangery stuff. Like the thing with working no. for Marvel or DC is like basically every issue I have to have a cliffhanger. Mm. And to the point where it almost feels artificial, frankly, like, oh, this character's about to punch this character. Like, yeah, we know how that's going to end up. <laughs> but I, 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 I mean, I haven't read any manga weekly, but it doesn't feel like 
that's the same. Like maybe they've broken out of that kind of that routine. There mm-hmm. are just, like, cliffhangers, but they're a little different. Like it's my yeah. family. You can see like sometimes they'll end on a joke like, oh, like we forgot to do blah, blah, blah. And it's like a flip take, you know, to yeah. be continued. Well, others will end on like a Marvel's, you know, superhero style fight scene. But yeah. I think because the frequency is so much higher. Yeah. Weekly like versus you, monthly, you know, and yeah. even Spy Family is bi-weekly. Yeah. And yeah. how many pages are the installments then on a weekly? Like 19 to 20-ish, 19-22. About the okay. same as Cape Comics, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But but, but probably less panels per page. Like the dimensions are... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the one that actually that came to mind was Sakamoto Days. It's a new one that just started on Jump. It's a comedy series about a hit, like a legendary assassin slash hitman, actually. But he meets somebody and falls in love and has a fam, like has a real family, has a kid, and he just lets himself get fat and decides to run a convenience store. And then all of a sudden, he is discovered and found out, and he has to go back as a killer, except he looks like the daddiest dad that ever dadded in like big round drawings like and like slang whatever. daddy or like dictionary daddy. No, not even like, uh, like Tori Amadrum. <laughs> like <Okay>. just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty great. He has glasses yeah. and he's got a big pot belly and, and it's kinda... only at chapter 34. So it was All like, right. Oh, we could just do that. And it's like, though, that's, I don't think I'm going to throw drop like 17, like, what is that? 34. That's eight volumes of manga, like, like anywhere between six <laughs> and eight volumes of manga, depending on how long the chapters are. I'm not going to drop that on poor chip. He's, he's had enough of my well, five. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with the idea of like, if we start doing it where, you know, every episode we talk about like, you know, the new manga that we're talking about. And then we have a little section where it's just a, the chapter of a thing. Hmm. And we'd like do that every week until we've done like 20 chapters of it and see if we want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if they're like 19, 20 pages, like David's saying, like, that's not, yeah, too, not bad, too bad c- mm-hmm. considering what you've done to me before. <laughs> <laughs> it can only get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that would be real cool, actually. But we'd have to maybe wait for the right week and wait for something to start that isn't. <laughs> gonna get canceled in one volume <laughs> well i mean we can go back like i mean we you can do something like i don't know one piece maybe that's crazy but like we can do like oh here's chapter one of one piece so, like no that would be that'd be insanity but yeah like you well, know what do, i like we, this idea we, i'm glad you're on board it, yeah we do it to like chapter 20 or whatever like it doesn't have to be i mean maybe this is your opportunity to bleach uh david that's true you do bleach. okay there you go and there was a Bleach one shot that was really great. I still need to read that, actually. So like speaking what? of... What? You haven't read Burn the Witch? Yeah. No, no, no. I, no, I, Burn, I no. worked on Burn the Witch. No, no, no. It's, 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 a, it's a new Bleach one shot. Oh, yeah. okay. So speaking of, you know, serializing and how we consume books, like Chris, I prefer graphic novels to, like, reading something week to week. But there is one series that Dinpa publishes called lockdown zone level x there's nine chapters out now that i have been reading monthly and oh really yeah generally like for serialized books i'll wait till there's like you know eight or nine like a volumes worth of chapters out and then i'll read a few and then slowly work my way through over the course of some time but this one i'm actually making an effort to read it as it comes out mm-hmm. and it's i don't know how to sound explain this without making me sound terrible a lady wakes up in an apartment building and there's a monster outside of her door that immediately kills her. And then she wakes up again and it's sort of like Groundhog's Day, but like a murder mystery. Mm. Yeah. 
murder mystery is the wrong word. Huh. They're being murdered and they don't know why. So that is the mystery. But they, yeah, yeah. But it's very violent and gross and lurid and gory. And it's a lot of fun. And it's like two bucks a chapter. And I like it, but I think I would like it more if it were already like a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just having the freedom to finish it at my will, to read it at my own pace, I think counts for a lot more. Even though like serializing books is really hard and, you know, it's it's a craft, but I just like having finished works, I think, more than in progress. Yeah, makes sense. Hmm. I mean, Kaiju number eight could be good that way because Kaiju number eight hasn't come out in book form. And it really mm-hmm. is only available as chapter chapters mm-hmm. right now. Mm. And I think it's a good book. <laughs> I think it's something yeah. you'd enjoy, Chip. All right. It's it's another high concept one where a guy, you know, there's a world full of monsters, and then there are monster the monster the, the like basically the army that you know kills the monsters, and then one guy somehow gets turned into a, a, a monster too, but then he can turn back into a human. Mm-hmm. Classic. And then he joins the monster hunter corps, and then he has to try to hide the fact that he's part monster. Okay. So it just occurs to me that the three of us each recommended a book that is pretty much in its infancy and that we could each read a chapter of every week. Why don't we do that just like we do for the main volumes as well? So why doesn't say next week, Chip reads one volume of Lockdown Zone. The week after that, Chip reads one volume, or not one volume, but one chapter. Uh, reads just the first chapter of Lockdown Zone. Then the week after that, the, just the first chapter of Kaiju Number Eight. And just the, and the week after that, just the first chapter of Sakamoto Days. And then he can choose which series we keep reading, oh, one chapter goodness. at a time, one Whoa. week at a time. Whoa! That, that way, you get to make the chip choice that I know right. you love. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. We, I like that we didn't plan this either. It's just another weird ass thing that came up during discussion. <laughs> let's, okay, let's let's not let's not start this next week because I know we're recording next week's in two days. Yeah, yeah. I'm already like behind. for the listeners. We had a conversation yeah. earlier about not picking books on this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yet here we went and picked books anyway. So yeah, let's yeah. start this in a couple of weeks. Yeah, this is oh, a great. But idea. I had something else yeah. to pick. <laughs> no, no, sorry. This is just for chapters. Don't worry. Next next episode, oh. we're gonna pick we're gonna pick new volumes again, so that the readers can get up can get ahead. They can put their holds on at the library. They can sign up for Shonen Jump. That's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we'll do we'll do new picks uh, on on the on the episode. I think that that'll be good that way. And mm-hmm. maybe we'll start our little chapter experiment the week after that with. Invitation from a Crab from Pampanya. That would be a good, that's a short read. So that'll be a good week to add one more chapter to the pile. Cool. Oh my God. Thank great. you, Matthew, for giving us so much more work to do. Yeah, thanks, Matthew. That was great. <laughs> I'm going to say something really tacky, but I feel like every manga podcast out there is about the week to week of weekly Shonen Jump. Yeah, that's true. And I would like to not <laughs> be another one yeah. who does that. Okay. Like, oh, you know, I, I love Jenny Jump. It's awesome stuff, but you know, come on, man. Let's. There's other stuff out there. <laughs> mm, Space sure. Brothers, Kakegurui. There's lots. Yeah, of but those are all like thirty about. volumes in too. Uh, yeah, you know what? We'll, it doesn't we'll, matter that they're thirty volumes in. We'll workshop this. We'll workshop it. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. Right. We'll figure it out. But yeah, doing more Shonen Jump is kind of like, I don't know. It's it's well covered, but they're also putting out. 75 series a month so what are you gonna do that's true also, at best we're 20 years out of the target audience yeah that's that's actually pretty fun too we're so old for the shonen jump readership i don't understand it's what so is the first jaded. 65 year old yeah what? 65 and up 
It's been running since the 50s, so. (laughs) Tight. (laughs) All right. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for the question. That was great. And I think, Deb, is that the episode? Do you have anything else you'd like to share with us? I think that's it. We we talked a whole bunch about... Mm, <laughs> Spy Family. I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear you guys all liked it. Yep. We learned a bunch about Manga Plus, Shonen Jump Plus, and sh- Weekly Shonen Jump, so, such that we could probably do a, a thesis on it next week. <laughs> Chip love and, the color pages. Yeah, yeah the color, okay. Yay, color pages. Yeah. So I think we are getting somewhere. Well, let's do a quick one. Quick shout out. Anyone want to okay. shout out something? So my shout out this week is to a movie that I watched directed by Guy Ritchie, starring Jason Statham, called Ooh. Wrath of Man or Man of Wrath. I've been messing it up all week, and I've really enjoyed it. Wrath of Man. <laughs> it came out earlier this year. It looks like a movie that's going to be like, oh, like a disgruntled military dad has to get revenge for his son, but it's actually a crime boss has to get revenge for his son, which like twists the formula a little bit. It makes it a lot yeah. of fun. Nice. But it is very much a movie about like a bunch of guys... Like teasing one guy, like, oh, I like your little girl, blah, 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 blah. But he's Jason Statham, so then he kills a bunch of people, and they're all like, oh, ah, crap. So, (laughs) shooting movies. (laughs) And Jason Statham being incredibly underestimated. It's a good time. All right. Yeah, I'll check that one out then. How about you, Chris? My shout out this week is I read a comic a couple months ago, and I thought I didn't like it. And it's, (laughs) I can't get it out of my head. So I think maybe I did like it and it's called the fall and it's published by image comics. It's I think a graphic novel and it's writer artist is named Jared Meralt and it's European graphic novel and it's self-described or perhaps by images marketing person as the walking dead meets Cormac McCarthy's the road. And it's basically, it was started before the pandemic, which is another thing that makes this so weird, but basically a bunch of people get sick and in a family, like in the world, but like a family, a bunch of people get sick and only the mom dies and the father, daughter, and little little son survive. And then the things go back to normal. And then the sort of virus comes back with a vengeance and only people that, a lot of people that got it the first time have built up enough of an immunity that they live. And like a bunch, like huge swaths of immunity dies. And it's about the collapse of society, but it's not... Walking Dead style, where you skip six months into the future and you know you wake up in a hospital, sort of a thing. It's just like you're watching humanity come apart a little bit at a time. And honestly, I read it in March when it came out. I'm on Image's comp list, so thanks, Image. And I was put it down, and I was really upset by it actually because it was a little too close to home. But it's I can't get it out of my head, and it's just because it's actually really good. It's really really well done, but it's not what I feel like most people want to read right now, (laughs) and I don't blame them. But it's like, at the same time, like real human responses, like real, it, it has a lot of stuff that maybe that, that terrible, was it Zack Snyder zombie movie that just came out that was set in Vegas <laughs> that I don't want to have anything like I watched a review of and that was enough. I was just like, nah, but it sort of handles some of that stuff in a more realistic way. So I can't, if you're, if you're struggling with things right now, I can't really recommend it in that way, but I started reading it cause it was beautiful. Like it has a beautiful understated cover and the artwork and the coloring is sort of European style, kind of beautiful. And I couldn't put it down despite not liking it because it was making me upset about the state of the world. And now I can't stop thinking about it. So, you know, sometimes art makes us feel bad. <laughs> it sounds really successful, honestly. Wow. 
I recommend The Fall by Jared Merrault if you want to feel bad about things. It's pretty good. It sounds like the comic book version of the movie The Rover with Guy Pearce and... I don't know that one. Robert Pattinson, maybe? It's a post-apocalyptic movie, but not like the Mm. cool post-apocalypse with like Mad Max car chases and stuff. It's like, (laughs) oh, like violence sucks and life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Post-apocalypse. There's no easy out. It's like, yeah. No, I felt so bad. Like, I love the movie, but I will probably never watch it again. Yeah, I won't. I will read volume two when it comes out because I feel like I owe it to the creator, but I don't want to read volume one again. But that's the other thing. There's no zombies. There's no like, it's just people being shitty. And I think that that was what made it successful. Sorry, this is just a a problem I have in general. Why would they say is Walking Dead meets the road? First of all, those are just like too similar. And also there's no zombies in it. So why? There's no zombies. We've got to stop doing this. This means, uh, this means it's like this. Die Hard with, with guns or something. Like, die Hard but, with but, if, but if the examples don't work or if they're not different enough, then the thing, this thing meets this thing, doesn't yeah. make any sense. I'm trying not to mention Seinfeld anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody said the road meets Seinfeld. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see what that is. There's no you know? Seinfeld here. There's no joy. But if uh, someone says Star Wars meets <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back, I'm just like, what? So it's Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, nice. God. Yeah. Kip, what's your shout out? <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I read Spy Family. It's great. Check it out. I got, <laughs> I got nothing else. I am consuming just nothing except <laughs> stuff for work right now. You're not even gonna not gonna pimp your Substack. That was the big talk. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> pimping anything. I'm done. I'm, okay. I quit. Tw- I quit Twitter. <laughs> I'm just like I'm off of all of it. If you wanna, if you wanna come see me, pay seven bucks a month and come talk to me. It's fine. <laughs> we I are crispy, recommend- aren't we? <laughs> House, House Hunters yeah. International's really good. That's less depressing than my recommendation. I just I'm did cro- that. I just did the cross country move, so I'm real tired. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, I, my recommendation is something completely different. Oh. It is one called The Little Succulents by Yonimaru. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a cute little manga about a guy whose mom runs, has a garden shop. And she goes off on a trip and she says, take care of my garden shop for me. And oh, she specializes man. in succulents. And he's so clueless, he doesn't know how to water them. Ooh. So the plant fairy comes along and answers the plant's prayers and they become walking, talking plants. So when he overwaters them, they spit water back at him. It's like, what are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> and it's, so it's this cute little manga that teaches you how to take care of succulents. I like adorable. it. Adorable. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's super high content. I need some of those myself. Like this it's educational. <laughs> <laughs> it's only on Mangamo, unfortunately, but it's good. I like it. Hmm. Nice. Well, we'll have a link to that in the show notes then. So is it uh, like, what the font for plants? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Great, mm. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be the one you read every week. That'll be great. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but you have to get a nice subscription to Mangamo. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all of our pain. Yeah. This has been Manga Splaining. We've been talking about Spy Family. Thanks for listening. For our next episode, we'll be discussing the manga. Well, we're di- we'll be discussing a lot of manga, actually. <laughs> we're going to be discussing the various manga of Tsutomo Nihei. 
Want to pick up a copy of all of these manga by Tsutomu Nihei? Well, you can. Consider supporting your local comic book and manga specialty shop. Find one near you at comicshoplocator.com. You can also follow along with our complete reading list at mangasplaining.com. Thanks to DADS for their musical accompaniment for this episode. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.